Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Capitalize Your Fridays. I'm Taylor Dennis, Senior Wealth Design Specialist and Vice President at Altius Financial, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mike Williams, Founder and President of Altius Financial. Hello, everyone. It's good to have you join us on this podcast. So today we're talking about, well, a couple of different things or really ideas that we thought would be interesting to chew on. Um, it's interesting because the whole idea of this episode came from some miscommunication with a client that we had on Zoom a little while ago. Mike, maybe you should kind of explain what happened. Yeah, I'm, it's kind of interesting because I was kind of embarrassed by the whole incident. Um, I was the one who wasn't clear and it boils down to it boils down to me using uh, a slang term for, hey, maybe you should think this through and think about it, think it over. We were discussing a client's situation, and like many people in this economy, there's many factors to consider. You know, the, the incidence was, or the the example was, the client has a rental property, and they were uh, trying to decide whether they want to keep it. Um, now, I've had rental properties, and and lots of our clients have had rental real estate before, and anyone who's done this for a long time knows that eventually they're going to get a renter from hell. And someone who's a pain in the ass to deal with. And then they go, well, do I really? I mean, because being in the rental business can be fun and can be profitable, especially when you have a great re- renter who's paying on time and takes care of your property and so forth. But you know, ultimately, you're going to find someone who's in your property and you want, you're like, why did I ever rent to them? How do I evict them? They're, you know, they're a pain in the ass. And that makes you think, I should just sell this property, especially in today's market. Where you know real estate prices have gone up a lot over the last several years, and you kind of go, well, I've made money from that standpoint, so I, I want to maybe get out of it. And we were talking to them about, well, here's the the, yeah. the positives and the negatives of each side of that argument. And I said, well, why don't you chew on that or chew on it or something like that, right? Something yeah. to that effect. And they heard Jew, as in <laughs> you know Jews, Jewish. <laughs> Yeah. Judaism, and it was a little bit embarrassing. So, uh, you know that that's where that's where we decided. Well, maybe we should uh, we should talk about that um, you know that issue. And um, I didn't want to sound like I was anti-Semitic or anything. Yeah, I was I was on the Zoom, and it was kind of weird and then funny because they were they both have a great sense of humor, and they quickly realized that like they just misheard you. Um, but in this day and age, we really don't want to like miscommunicate anything, especially not in that way. Um, you're about as far from anti-Semitic as I know. And um, we definitely all just had a quick laugh. And especially once you really got into your history lesson. And um, frankly, I think I wasn't really fully aware of it either. And so that's where we really thought, OK, this this might actually be a good podcast episode to say, hey, let's kind of dive into, well, what is the history of banking, money lending? And um, I think many people will say, oh, I've. I've heard that there seems to be a lot of Jewish people in that industry. And I mean, is there a correlation or a causation there? Like, So let's let's start with our disclaimer and then kind of jump into that a little bit. So Mike, do you want to give us our disclaimer? This podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of investment advice or financial planning. 
no client advisor relationship is formed by our broadcasting this information or your listening to it. The use of this information or any materials linked to in this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not meant as a substitute for professional financial advice. If you're needing specific advice for your situation, please reach out to your certified financial planner, or if you're interested in learning more about our firm, our people, or our philosophy, please reach out to us at our website, altiusfinancial.com, or you can reach us directly by email at michael at altiusfinancial.com or taylor at altiusfinancial.com. So Mike, now that we've established that, do you think it's a good idea to talk about the history of banking and finance and really the role of Judaism and that they've had on that industry? Yeah, I, I think it's you know a fascinating topic, and the clients themselves were kind of interested in my knowledge of it. Uh, you know, I'm not an expert by any stretch, but I think it's a perfect time since it came up, and and there, it really is an interesting story of how people view the financial markets, the financial industry, banking, Wall Street, and it and it actually starts way back in time. I, I actually have a really good friend who is a finance, who was a financial uh, a finance professor. And he also happens to be Jewish. Um, he did a fair amount of research on this. And, and anyone can kind of Google this and find out this story. But most people aren't aware of it. And I obviously learned a lot from him. And that's what I thought we might talk about today. Okay. So let's just be clear. You are using the word chew as in like, I'm chewing on it. I'm gnawing on this. I'm really thinking it over. <laughs> it's just making sure everyone's on yeah, the same and, page. And I sometimes think, you know, that's... Um, you know, that, that was the interaction that we had with the client. It had nothing to do with the Jews at the time, but that's what they heard. And I use that phrase all the time to say, chew on this, as in digest this idea some. You know, we're, we're yeah. kind of introducing you to some thoughts. Maybe you should sell the property. Maybe you should keep it. You know, here's the tax consequences if you do either one. You know, here's maybe uh, we're even going to the point of saying, you know, we have resources to be able to get an eviction attorney if you need to do that. You know, sometimes you have to have legal help to to evict somebody but but it was me just talking about that and not the Jews but they heard that and I was like well that's kind of interesting so they were like yeah let's talk about that um and you know how people sometimes associate money and the Jews and maybe not in the most charitable way um this is just a fact i mean uh, a lot of times people don't want to talk about it explicitly but we never shy away from talking about controversial topics yeah you know Bankers and money lenders and Wall Street always have a little bit of a taint, and they themselves have been vilified for a long time, and there's oftentimes an association with uh, the Jewish faith. Um, but there's also this stereotype you know, that, that you know, Jews are good with money. Um, and while that's, in a sense, very bigoted, right? I mean, to, to say you know, this ethnic group or this race or uh, you know, this religious group is either good or bad in some way yeah. is not making the right kind of correlation. Yeah. But could there be some, some associated uh, uh, correlation in history? Well, that's what we want to talk about. You know, they oftentimes Jews themselves have been scapegoated for all kinds of economic problems along with, you know, wall street and, and the money lending business. They've been criticized by philosophers and condemned to hell by religious authorities at times. Their property has been confiscated over history to compensate uh, for their victims at times, just for lending money and being there uh, uh, when people needed to borrow money. And there's all kinds of conspiracy theories out there about, again, Wall Street, money lending, the bankers, big banking families, and, and oftentimes Jews get thrown into that conspiracy theory. 
So it's 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 an interesting history, and I think we should uh, maybe, at least from our pr- perspective, maybe sh- you know set the, the the record straight. Yeah. So I mean, I've definitely heard that phrase before. Not not anything specific, but I mean, I've heard discussion around. Oh yeah, I've got a, this friend and their dad and their brother and their cousin and everyone in this large Jewish family. They're all in banking, or they're so I've I've heard situations like that but i didn't know really where it came from or if it was just hey there just happened to be a lot of jewish family businesses so like like where what what is how did this happen where did this all really come from like what is the history well it definitely goes back a long time and it it has to do with both the development of religion and money you know money investments banking money lending all of these concepts there's actually still not very well understood in my mind right now obviously People in, in our business understand them, but the average person doesn't really understand the nature of money. I mean, you look at how many people don't really understand time value concepts uh, and interest rates you know, yeah. or even inflation. Uh, now that we're experiencing significant inflation, most people don't really understand. They, they know it's not good, but they don't really understand it. And, and they don't understand how the rate of inflation is connected to the rate of interest rates and that those are both time value of, con- time value of money concepts. I mean, really, the average person knows that the importance of money, obviously, in their day-to-day spending, but do they really understand the roots of money? Um, and even today, with all these fiat currencies, and I, you know, I use that term. Sometimes economists or financial guys use that term, fiat currencies, and all that means is, you know, paper money, paper money that's issued and printed by governments. Uh, but with all these fiat currencies or paper monies having problems around the world, holding value. And that's kind of what we mean by inflation. People still don't quite get it. Um, so think about you know two or three or four thousand years ago. Did people understand money back then better than they do now? It's, it's even me, even more kind of very prehistoric understanding of how money worked. Most people were trying to you know just make ends meet, survive on a daily basis, and if they could accumulate some money, it was more in the terms of accumulating physical things. You know. Uh, accumulating more cattle or more sheep or you know maybe more land that they could have. Uh, but most of the trading that was done was in the form of barter. So virtually no one, including the best minds in the world, had this good understanding of time value. And, and the thing is, time value of money is the very basis for all of modern finance. You know, a dollar today is worth more to me than a dollar, you know, two years from now. And so you have to discount or you have to say, well, I'm going to give you a dollar. If, if I have to wait to get a dollar today or down the down the road, that same dollar that I would have gotten today, I want more than a dollar. And that's yeah. what we call the rate of interest. But those concepts were not very well understood. Uh, and it was kind of like, you know, charging interest on a loan was viewed as, as anti-religious or anti-God. And today, even today, you can find religious extremists who regard charging an interest rate on a loan as a violation of God's law and, and and therefore immoral. Now, there's very few people who feel like that today, but there are extremists who do. But but back in olden times, lots of people believed that. And it kind of had to do with the fact that, you know, time itself is not yours. It's God's. You know, you can't you can't screw with God. And and so the time that you're charging, you're trying to make money for free in a sense. You're trying to make money off God's time and it's not yours to make money off. And so that whole idea of lending at interest was thought to be immoral. 
the whole idea of uh, um, you know loaning out money and charging an interest on it was was thought to be wrong, and and the idea of um, giving someone money that was going to be paid back was one thing. That's a loan, but it was more like okay, you're helping somebody out. It's more of a charitable thing. You're trying to be a good Samaritan or you're trying to be a good person by helping them out, but you're not trying to take advantage of them. Well, but who, okay, maybe this is me playing devil's advocate or something, but who would want to do that? That that, that couldn't be a successful business plan to say, I'm going to lend you money if you're only going to give me back the money I lent you. Well, and that's the thing is you wouldn't, if you were thinking in terms of chickens or cattle or maybe some of my land, you might think differently, but money itself, you might, you know, and this started with some of the the greatest thinkers out there. I mean, in fact, I'm a you know I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of Aristotle and his philosophy. But he thought he thought that this very same thing that lending inter- lending money at interest was a wrong thing to do. And he, he based it upon that money itself can't be productive. So if you think about it this way, my so the money and- wouldn't have changed. But that's assuming that the value of the current money stays consistent, right? Right. right. And but he's also saying it can't it can't reproduce. Now yeah. we've talked about before. You know, there's a there's a book, and we've done some podcast commentary on it. We probably should do more of this on the book of the richest man in Babylon. And and this guy in the richest man in Babylon uses the phrase, you know, your money having babies and making babies. And he's actually yeah. he's actually saying. The, the compounding of interest and money compounding itself is the productivity of money. But back then, the understanding was, well, you can have your wealth in cattle or sheep or something, and they reproduce. They actually, you know, they make themselves, they clone yeah. themselves, you know, they close them, but they reproduce. Or, or even, a, you know, a peach tree or an orange tree or an olive tree, yeah. those things will reproduce. They're productive okay. versus money being static or, you know, non-productive that way. So the, okay. that was the the very, like I said, very um, uh, early understanding of money. It can't be that way. And, you, and therefore, it, since it's not productive that way, you can't lend it out that way. And, but but they began to learn that, you know, that sort of facilitated commerce. Yeah. You know, that facilitated bigger projects, that facilitated, you know, uh, someone taking some risk. But they still thought it was wrong. And it so happens that that uh, in addition to that, um, in many communities, in many areas, uh, back at this time period, the Jewish people were forbidden for to doing some of the trades. So they couldn't do some of the physical trades, and they naturally went into maybe money lending or maybe you know l- the legal studies or some of the other professions, medicine. So they, because they spent time on it, and they were forbidden for doing some of the physical trades. Yeah. They couldn't do those things. So they got better at it. They got better at the law and they yeah. got better at, at, at understanding money and, and lending money. In the Old Testament, there was there was the basically the dictate you couldn't loan money. But there was the idea that, well, you can't loan, you know, Jews can't loan money to the uh, or Christians can't lose loan money to Christians, but they can borrow from the Jews. So they were dependent upon the Jews loaning them money. Because they needed to get it from a different it. person. Because right. they needed the money to grow. Exactly. They needed it and they needed to get it from a different person, but they ended up resenting the hell out of it. Yeah. So that's that's a, an example in history of where, you know, the reality uh, wasn't, you know, wasn't being represented in people's mental models. You know, they had certain views about what Judaism meant and what the what God said and about time itself. And that wasn't really true. I mean, it was you know sort of prehistoric or pre 
uh, um, you know, very early understanding of the world. Now, of course, we understand it much better. But people have held on to this whole idea of, well, the Jews are like this, and they're good with money, and they want to take advantage of us. It isn't they want to take advantage of you. That that is people who lend money are facilitators of trade. They're allocators of capital, and that's a and that may be Jewish or not. That may you know it just so happens historically they were forbidden to do other things, so they got good at certain things. But that's not even the case anymore. There's plenty. I know plenty of people. I know plenty of Jews who are not there very good with money, and they don't even understand this history themselves. They 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 understand that religious persecution that's gone on for history. Uh, but they don't really understand the roots of that and why there's these conspiracy theories out there. Um, and certainly lots of, you know, just lay persons or, or, you know, your everyday Christian doesn't understand that either, but they kind of hold on to it. And like, you know, there's, it has this life that really should be put to bed that, that uh, Jewish people in one sense are no different than any other person. Now they may claim it, you know, they, they yeah. certainly claim to be God's children. Uh, but, from a uh, anthropological standpoint, you know, human beings are human beings, and race and and religion and all those kinds of things don't have any necessarily positive or negative aspects with regard to how well you manage money and how well you do with it. I mean, that can all be absolutely overcome, and I think it's important to, for people to realize. Yeah, you know, and we 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 have this. This phrase now, uh, or the term usury means. I don't know how familiar. Yeah, I'd, I'd, for the millennials in the back, do you want to explain what usury yeah, so is? So usury I don't think that's a in common. today's world means, you know, raping and pillaging in the sense of uh, charging too much, charging an obscene amount of interest. So usury might be, you know, I am charging on a credit card, you know, thirty percent. Yeah, uh, that might be considered usury by today's laws. But usury, the original term, just meant actually loaning money at interest, any kind of interest. And and but because people realize, no, we really do need to have loans, and yeah. that's the formation of capital. I mean, um, you know, we we have this concept of you know, charging too much interest, but people have had to got gotten used to it because they know that that does facilitate trade, commerce. You know, there's this big contradiction between money lending and investing and how large scale projects actually get funded, we couldn't have any of that in the modern world and all the, the wonders that go along with these things without finance. We couldn't have these things without funny, without finance, without money lending. And when you think about it, the financiers funded, you know, originally the grain ships, grain shipments in ancient Athens, and they facilitated the first trade between the Christians in Europe and the Sarsarans of the East, they were the ones who bankrolled the new merchants of Italy and later of Holland and England during the Renaissance, the Enlightenment periods. I mean, Columbus himself was financed by, and other explorers throughout the New World were financed by, you know, initially the finan the financiers in Spain, Spanish bankers and, and royalty in Spain to discover the, the New World and mining and gold and silver and other resources. I mean, the bankers are what who made possible the successful colonization of America itself. I mean, they were quite integral to even funding our financial our uh, founding fathers. So, and of course, you know, in our modern today incredible technology world today is dependent upon Wall Street bankers, money lending, facilitating, allocating capital toward these projects, and so. 
it's unfortunate that people vilify the, and it may sound a little self-defense. I, I don't know if it sounds this way, but I, I'm trying to defend the industry we're in because- I was just thinking that, yeah. Were you? I mean, you know, we're, it's, I don't think enough people on Wall Street or in the financial planning business or investment business have an appreciation enough for the value we add. I mean, a lot of them like to get money. They like money and they know that money's important. And they want to accumulate more money and they are oftentimes well compensated for what they do, but they don't realize the true value and the history of that kind of really making and facilitating a much better world by allocating capital property properly. And and so it's unfortunate that both people vilify Wall Street and uh, oftentimes the Jewish faith. It's just uh, it's wrong. And, uh, you know, I was hoping we could since since I we had this little miscommunication with the client, I wanted to make sure that. My position is perfectly clear. We we really do celebrate money lending, finance, allocation of capital, um, and anybody, Jewish or not, who can do that well. Yeah. Well, and I think kind of continuing on that, I think it's helpful to say, okay, well, why are people saying things that they're saying about certain groups of people? So why are, why are people saying, we don't like the Wall Street people? It, are, is it because they're, as a whole, horrible people or something? And like you said before, that's not necessarily the case. Um, so I think turning around and saying, okay, what are the facts behind why people believe things that they believe and um, really how can you counter that? And it, it sounds like going forward and saying, okay, well, the reality is we need financial systems in place in order to do any kind of growth or any kind of opportunity for our civilization as a whole. And um, us trying to say that, no, those are, those are villains because they earned an income on making those things possible is not, not really the. No, I would even say, I would go or, further than that. I would yeah. say that they're the heroes. I mean, yeah. the, the financiers, uh, um, you know, I kind of sometimes go back to the robber barons and JP Morgan or people like that who did facilitate the, the industrial revolution. They're the heroes there. And, and today they should be now, there are always bad apples. There are pe- always people who are, you know, who are unethical. But the vast majority of people in any business, whether it's in medicine, law, teaching, uh, sports, uh, whatever, manufacturing, or in financial services and and allocating capital, are are trying to do their best. And it's just an absolute crucial um, industry that we're in. And uh, it's a great thing to be a part of it because we get to allocate our clients' capital in the most productive way we can. And um, so I think hopefully we've changed a little perceptions on on people. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like there's a few lessons from the story. Uh, first, obviously, miscommunication can be very challenging and you want to make sure you're, you're getting your points across clearly. You want to make sure you're communicating clearly and not doing anything to necessarily offend anyone, especially not unintentionally. Yeah, I'm mean, going to definitely have to enunciate the word chew yes. <laughs> better in the future because I still like it. I still like the idea of, you know, chewing on an idea and kind of thinking through it. But Maybe you can use like gnaw on that. Gnaw on that. <laughs> <laughs> like imagine like gnawing on a big bone or something. <laughs> that might, someone might go, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the second big lesson is, Really just kind of clarifying the roots of the characterizations of Jews and the conspiracies behind their history. Um, I obviously didn't know that background a ton before having these discussions with Mike and having the discussions 
um, previous to this podcast. And I think having that kind of clarity on, well, what's the history behind maybe the stereotype? And maybe you'll find that, hey, there's actually really great information. And maybe there's a whole culture that really built the industry that you're benefiting from these days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so that kind of is the the third is really just looking at the whole history of banking, investing, money lending. Um, we've definitely talked about some of this before, but I think it's really part of what motivates both you and I, like the fuel of what is fueling our economy. It's not just this abstract thing. It's looking at everyday people, their lives, what they're pursuing for happiness and achieving. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I want to thank everyone to, uh, for listening to this podcast. We're, we're, we definitely appreciate it and appreciate any comments or suggestions. And we invite you to like, follow, friend us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. All these platforms are saved as Altius Financial uh, one with one word. And you should be able to see our logo, either the Altius logo or uh, our Capitalize Your Fridays logo. And we also invite you to Keep up with us. Tune in on Tuesdays as we post our financial terminology Tuesdays with a new topic each week. If you're interested in setting up a financial plan or have some interest in investing, or if you have any questions or comments or just want to chew chew on things a bit with us, (laughs) yeah, uh, feel feel free to reach out to us directly either at Taylor at AltiusFinancial.com or Michael at AltiusFinancial.com, or certainly you can check out our. Uh, website that has a lot of resources at altiusfinancial.com. Thanks for joining us today and have a fantastic Friday. Capitalize on your Fridays in the weekend. Yeah. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for listening. 